everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Influence. Hi, Joss. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm pretty good. It's kind of, it's, it feels very Monday-like today. It's been like dreary and gross all day today. And you know when like it just feels like a Monday, because first of all, it is a Monday, but like the outside is like mirroring how your brain feels. That's kind of how I feel today. Right. That's how I feel. Well, being in Los Angeles, it's sunny all the time, which I hate. So days that are gloomy, I actually really like. It like motivates me because it's something different. I'm sorry. Um, can I can I ask why you hate it? Why you hate the sun? What the sun do to you? I, it's too much. It's too much sun. I don't like I don't like being hot. I don't like the sun on me. I like shade. I don't know why I'm here. It's fine. I don't know why you're there either. But Joss, are you are you well today other than the fact that the sunshine is is shining on you today? Yeah. Aside from that, I, yeah, I can get over it. I'm good. So Joss, I came to you a few weeks ago thinking about kind of some cool episode ideas. One that I thought would be interesting to do was talking about creativity and the influence that kind of surrounds it. So a lot of people in the creative space look for things, uh, and I say things as in I don't even know what those things are for a lot of people, to influence the work that they do. And so I kind of got in my brain and I was like, this is a cool, cool topic. So we thought we would invite a cool, cool guest to tell us a little bit about it. <laughs> She's laughing at me right now. Um, so Joss, do you want to intro our guest today? I will be happy to introduce our guest. So Edmonton-born singer and songwriter Emily Schultz combines the intimacy of her storytelling and the powerful dynamics in her performance. Her sound is deeply influenced by alternative soul, pop, and folk. She has co-headlined several sold-out shows in Toronto, including the Great Hall, Burdock Music Hall, and Rivoli, and the Edmonton Folk Music Festival and the Blue Skies Festival. As if that were enough, I could keep going, but I have to cut this short. But she has also been featured on eTalk, Breakfast TV Toronto, and Much Music, and lent her talents to the renowned Soul Pepper Theatre Company. And Emily is currently finishing up her debut independent EP, which is set to be released this year. I also just want to flag that is the most I, I did have to cut down her bio but there was so much like I I wanted to include everything but I was like I can't talk for 20 minutes but like she has done so much so I just want to preface that that she has done so much um and Jen you well before I ask Jen hi Emily how are you <laughs> I'm well how are you Good. How are you? Um, I just want to let everyone know that you and Jen, Jen and you have um, history. So, like, how did how have you two met? Uh, yeah, one of my one of my best friends um, actually used to live with Jen, so they found each other as roommates once upon a time, lived together for a while, and Jen is just so lovable and fun and interesting, and uh, she's just she became part of the friend group really quick and um it's just cool how the worlds are colliding professionally now as well so this is not about me but thank you so much that's so sweet <laughs> anytime someone compliments me i'm like thanks but like you're so what great do I do so like don't talk about me yeah do with my hands <laughs> i'm under the table um yeah emily is the coolest person alive we, i'm just gonna start that oh like like i need to really like tell everyone who's listening that like when I thought about to this topic, the first person I thought about was Emily, because um, first of all, 
for, yeah, if there's a to-do list from this episode, the first thing everyone has to do who's listening is go follow Emily on Instagram. Uh, we'll link <laughs> it in the bio for the episode because your Instagram is just so cool and inspiring, Emily. It just like sometimes I watch it and I'm like, she's the coolest person ever. And, you're, and you do cool things all the time with the music that you put on Instagram and the cool like shows that you're playing. You're just always doing something. I think that's so awesome. Thank you. It's, I mean, it's, I'm glad that you feel inspired by it because sometimes the whole social media game is a bit of a slog. So you never really know how you're being received. It's mostly just kind of throwing paint at the wall and hoping something sticks. So I will, I will say as someone who did not know you prior to Jen bring you up and looking at your Instagram page, you definitely give a first impression of being someone that is very cool um like you know when you look at someone's grid and you're like wow this is well curated but like they're not trying like that's what it is you like you exude like effortless cool i don't know how to explain it it's like you're not you know how people care too much about making things look good it's like it's like you don't care but it's just like in you that's the kind of cool girl i'm hoping for <laughs> you, and are. you do a great also, job yeah also, for anyone who's not going to see any of the um, reels that we put up, behind Emily is like a guitar, a plant. Like, her apartment looks cool. Her apartment <laughs> looks like effortlessly cool. So, <laughs> Just yes. trying to surround myself with as much nature as I possibly can while living in my little 600 square foot concrete box in the sky in Toronto. <laughs> so we wanted to ask you specifically, um, apart from being the coolest person ever, um, you're, you also like, I, I just look at you and I see so much creativity in the work that you do. And I see it all over, like I said, what we put on Instagram and I've seen Emily perform multiple times and she also puts on a fantastic show. Um, I would, I would see Emily play every day of the week if I could. Um, actually, most of the time I can because you do play in Toronto all the time, but I haven't been to one of the most recent shows. But I have seen Emily um, in a lot of instances, and I just I see a lot of creativity in the work that you put together. And I know apart from doing your music, like you've also done like drawing and you've done a, a ton of other stuff as well. And I think that's so awesome that you have so many skills to be able to kind of put all this stuff out into the world. So... I wanted to ask you first and foremost about like your song writing process because as a singer songwriter and and releasing an EP this year you like you're busy with the stuff that that you do how do you write and how do you create some of the stuff that you're putting out there Oof. um I think I guess it kind of depends upon whether I'm writing solo or if I'm writing with somebody else but traditionally uh, traditionally, I guess usually I try to meditate on a, on an emotion a little bit. Sometimes it'll come to me an opposite way where if I'm meditating on this emotion, then I try to emanate that through some kind of guitar chord progression. Um, and then usually through there, I'll, what I've kind of started honing in lately is actually just improvising. So kind of having an image in mind or focusing on a feeling and then playing my guitar, whatever kind of chord progression I've come up with at the time, and just trying to improvise and let the words flow out of me, um, which I find can be very difficult <laughs> at times to not judge yourself as it's coming out. 
Um, but that kind of uh, free-flowing creativity also allows myself to come up with things that I wouldn't do if I was trying to be more calculated with it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, I've more often than not, that's how I write. Um, most of the time it, it's expressing some kind of emotion or some kind of, um, some kind of difficult thing that I'm trying to process. I'll use music to, uh, to help myself kind of organize my thoughts and feelings around some kind of circumstance or, uh, or feeling. So, yeah. I couldn't even begin to think of like how to write a song. Like I couldn't do it if you paid me. Like gun to my head, couldn't do it, couldn't write a song. So I'm like really, really fascinated um, by the songwriting process. So as you were explaining, I had two questions pop up and I'm going to ask both. First is, do you write like melody first and then lyrics or like lyrics then melody? And then the second question is, do you find it harder or easier to co-write with someone? Ooh, that's a good question. Both of those are good questions. Um, I guess to answer your first question about melody versus lyrics, often they're born at the same time, which is kind of cool. Um, but I would say more so the melody comes first, but more often than not, like it's, they are, they happen together. Um, mm -hmm. through that improvisation, usually like you can kind of feel where the phonetics want to go with the rhythm and the melody that you come up with. Um, and then from there, once you kind of have, at least in my experience, once I have a starting melody and like a starting line, then, okay, so now I know where the melody wants to go. Where do I want to take this story next? And, uh, good old rhyme zone is always, a <laughs> always helps out too, if I'm stuck with trying to find something to rhyme with. So. Yeah, I would say more so uh, they're together, but then the melody kind of comes first sometimes. And then uh, co-writing is something that I'm actually relatively still kind of new to. I've done a little bit of it over the years, but really had my first kind of successful, like effortless co-writing session um, a couple of years ago and did a lot of it uh, this kind of past fall with a group of people and since then it's gotten a lot easier um but i still think yeah when when you find that like really amazing um chemistry with another writer or a group of writers and it just flows like there's it's so cool to be able to create that and create something special and to be able to celebrate that with another person in the moment um but I, I don't know. I've had more experience writing on my own and there's something still so special and very personal, like deeply intimate about the kind of release that comes with, uh, with writing a song. So it's, I wouldn't say I like more, one more than the other. I have more experience with one more than the other, but at the end of the day, if you, if you catch the muse and you can ride that wave, it doesn't really matter whether you're doing that with somebody else or by yourself. It, the celebration still feels the same. Spoken like a true creative artist. Like if you follow that muse. I was <laughs> like, just saying, I was like, I love that line. You follow the muse. Yeah. And, oh goodness. That's actually super, super cool. So 
what in like what do you look for like or maybe look for is the wrong word please tell me what the right word is um in terms of like you know you say you're you're building off of emotions um do you structure yourself in the sense that you're like I have to write a song this week or is it kind of waiting for those moments to happen because I imagine like the structure part of it probably you know isn't as you know, no one says I need to write, write a song this week. What am I feeling right now? But maybe that is the case. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I find that much more difficult, to be honest. But um, one thing that I've learned, I've really kind of tried to practice that skill actually through co-writing because you have to align everybody's schedules. Everybody has to show up at the same time and you know that you're going into a session to go create something with somebody else. And so you can't necessarily wait for inspiration to strike. Right. Um, so in that way, it's kind of like a, mu- a muscle that you're flexing. It's like a skill that you're able to gain to try and access that creative space um, where you can allow energy to flow through you um, on demand. But I still find it difficult. Like it's much harder for me to like sit down and write a song. Like I can write some bullshit song about whatever. Um, but the ones that really hit and the ones that really land, um, I find that being in that open to that creative space when I'm really like in my feels about something or there's something that I need to process, like those are the songs that usually um, kind of transcend to that next level. Whereas like, yeah, like you can write a song just for the sake of writing a song. At least I feel like I've gotten to that place in my journey, which I know that I couldn't say that at one point in my life, which is cool. So, um, but I guess it, it, again, it depends on how much of yourself that you're invested in that, in that uh, material, you know? So I don't know if that answers your question. So you're like, yes and no, <laughs> but. No, it does. It does in a lot of ways. Cause you're, I didn't even think about, obviously for co-writing, definitely having to be like, yeah, like you said, align the schedule. You can't just wait for something impactful to happen. It's kind of like, I imagine you have to do a little bit of pre-work into your head of the kind of thing you're looking to do, but you still are in, in that little time box, right? So um, yes, you definitely answered my question. So what, and this is kind of a loaded question because I feel like as an artist or like as a musician, as a songwriter, there can be multiple answers, but what influences you as a songwriter musician? Because I feel like there could be influences that you've had when you were younger that where you were like, I am influenced by this person, I want to be a musician. Or you hear songs nowadays like, and you're like, this influences me to write X, Y, Z. Um, but yeah, like what influences you? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I've, I've been writing songs for about uh, like just over, uh, just around se- around seven years, I think. Around seven years ish, um, which is cool because like it's it's just interesting to observe the difference in um, in what influences me and how I've grown and adapted and changed as a writer and a creator. Um, but definitely my first kind of step into songwriting had to do with my own version of therapy. And that still remains to be very, very true. Like to this day, if I have something on my chest, um, (laughs) I went to theater school and and one of the 
one of the things that they used to say in theater school is that you feel something so much that you can't just speak about it anymore. You have to sing about it. And I remember being like, okay, theater school, all right. But it's true, like to an extent for me, like that's until I can get it out in melody and songs, often um, it, it continues to like nag at me in a way. So a lot of that was me working through my own trauma and experiences and having a way to say something that I hadn't had um, for my whole life up until that point. So I guess the whatever turmoil or joy or whatever like intense emotion that I'm feeling really influences me. Um, the whoever I'm listening to a lot at the time, you can definitely hear those influences in my songwriting for sure. Like when I first moved to Toronto, that's kind of around when I started when I started writing, and I grew up listening to a wide variety of music. But uh, when you move to Toronto, you like you can't help but be like influenced by R and B and hip hop and like soul and that kind of stuff. And so, really leaned into that when I first started writing. And I do have that in my writing still, but I, uh, during a big portion of the pandemic, I was back in Alberta, and, like surrounded by a lot of folk and country music and all of that stuff. And for the first time, I really like really leaned into that side of myself too. So like wrote a bunch of country songs and like folk root songs. Um, and recently I'm listening to a lot of indie alt music. So like kind of like indie rock music like you can just hear it all over all over the art that I'm creating right now which is fun it's like it's cool to have a bit of a timeline and like f feel the sonic impact of that um so yeah more than anything I, I guess it would be uh, musical influences as well as like emotional well-being or lack thereof <laughs> are kind of the two biggest influences for sure I love that. Me too. And like, that, that's such a good point though. Cause it like, it, in a lot of ways it compares to like journal entries or just kind of like, you know, where you were in a certain time, like what were you listening to? And, and of course the things you listen to, you're going to try and, or, or, or not even try subconsciously mirror those things in the art that you're putting out there. So that's super cool. I feel like I don't, like, I don't write songs, but if I did, the same thing would be would probably apply is that like it's like where you were on that day that you were writing it and two years later you'll, you'll look back at that and you'll see the difference of what you've gone through and like that kind of journey that you that you that you mentioned before that you're on so that's super cool I really really like that a lot I wanted to ask you about so I mentioned this before but on top of being a musician and performing across Toronto so I think we mentioned this before but Emily does perform all the time in Toronto and um, her shows are so fun um, but performing on big stages and also doing, uh, you had a little side business, little sister sketches. For, uh, I think you're still doing it now, if that's, if that's correct. Um, uh, <laughs> on occasion. On occasion. <laughs> well, so, like, it, it, regardless, it's just all these different forms of art that you're putting out into the world. How do you manage your time and creativity at the same time? Um, cause I'm at, like, there's must be like a mental kind of like on off switch in terms of kind of the stuff that you're putting out there. Like when you mentioned, like you're going to perform a show later today and then maybe tomorrow you have something else going on. How does that work into the creativity that you have to put out there? Honestly, I'm, I'm still figuring that one out. It's, I've only been doing this full time f for about, uh, eight or nine months. 
and so it's it's and amidst all of that there was a lockdown you know sprinkle in a little bit of world pandemic in there uh and due to just kind of like the feast or famine nature of of this industry it's um i think i agreed to a lot of things and out of making sure that i have enough work um but then (laughs) i'm just coming off literally this week is the first week where i feel like i'm like okay maybe i can like take an afternoon to just just like be a person so I'm still trying to figure out the um the time management thing but um in terms of diversifying with something like little sister sketches uh and and you know wearing different hats it's nice to have the variety it definitely takes like a shift like an absolute shift for sure which is again been something that I've been learning how to try and conquer um to go from living in the songwriter creative world where all you have to do is like focus on filtering energy through yourself and turning it into this different thing so maybe you get this beautiful product at the end to um i just co-founded uh an artist collective um with my partner where our most recent thing that we've been doing has been teaming up with a local hotel called one hotel toronto to help develop their music program and so like being in in like artist organization mode where like you're discussing with management and doing all of these things and writing emails and making sure that like you're on top of invoices and it's it's wearing a bunch of different hats which I think more and more regardless of your industry is becoming required of everybody like to to be your social media um you know content creator and then you have you have to be like an event that I put on recently um, which was a fundraiser for cancer for the uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada that we did with Giving Tree, um, which is the artist collective that I founded. Um, it like maxed out all of my skills. <laughs> like I was creating, um, creating the social media content and like making the posters for it on top of like designing a website and an Eventbrite page on top of um organizing the artists and then finding the sound equipment and then like doing my own set during the show and there's all of this stuff so it's it's really intense i'm not gonna lie i'm still trying to figure out how to make sure that i am well throughout all of it um but i try to find some time to have coffee in the morning um, it's been a huge game changer since the weather shifted here in Toronto. We've had a, we've had a couple of really, really beautiful days. Um, and so being able to get outside and like go sit in a sunbeam for a little bit and have a tea definitely helps being able to take on all of those other things. So it's, I imagine it's similar to like business owners, um, like small time business owners who have to wear a lot of hats or, um, I mean, even with Jen and I who do like, it's just the two of us who do the podcast and not only do we host, but you know, Jen edits and then I write social copy. It's just like, you do end up wearing a lot of hats that you don't realize that you're getting yourself into when you take on a project like that. Um, we are going to get to you and your partner because that is so amazing. Um, but I did want to ask, um, you mentioned that you've been doing this for eight, nine months full time. When you are writing, um, or I guess 
you know, as a creative, this is your full-time job. This is um, your sole income. Do you now feel that pressure of, okay, when I'm writing a song, I am writing this because this has to be a hit. And is, is that different now that you're doing this full-time? Absolutely. Yeah, it's been, it's interesting. As soon as I quit my job, for about three months, I couldn't write a song. Because in my mind, I was like, well, now it has to be, it has to be as good, if not better, than all of these other songs, or else blah, blah, blah. Like, recently, I've been working with putting together a band, which has been phenomenal and so much fun and so rewarding. And in many ways, um, is kind of the reason why I started doing this at all, like pursuing music at all, was to play with other people. Um, but it's interesting thinking about that live performance element and thinking about playing with this group of people and now recognizing kind of like the gaps in content for the show that I'm doing. I'm like, okay, well, I don't have enough of X kind of song or these kinds of moments throughout the show. So I should write a song that, that fills that gap or, or if I think about the harmonies with these two people, like we want to create more moments like that in the show. And so it's weird to like, to sometimes not feel like I can just create just for the sake of creating. Um, it feels very stifling in that sense. Um, but it's also, I think, part of the job and something to learn to work through, not necessarily around, but to understand that like, okay, there might be some days where you focus on this or some days where this is more difficult than others, but it's also not always like that, um, which I'm grateful for. But yeah, it's definitely difficult <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's like that saying when people are like, well, okay, that, that saying where people are like, well, find something you love and do that every day and you won't have to work a day in your life, whatever that quote is. And then I also read another quote once that was like, the minute you start getting paid for something you love, you like don't love it the same way anymore. So I feel like it's such a fine, like a fine line when you're like doing what you love, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I find that exact thing. I've been struggling with that too, because I mean, living in downtown Toronto is not cheap, right? So like trying to navigate the gigs that I do to move in a direction of my career where I want it to go. And then also to do the gigs that just pay better. Um, trying to balance those so that you still have enough energy to give 100% of everything that you have to the gigs that like quote unquote matter mm -hmm. um, and that feed you versus the ones that literally feed you, <laughs> you know? It's a tricky balance. I find that, I find it very difficult and often I think about like, okay, what could I do as a side hustle that has nothing to do with music so that I can take some of that pressure off of what I do for a living? But Again, it's still a journey, something that I wake up every day feeling grateful that I can do. But yeah, it's complicated. I think a lot of people struggle with that, like when like when their work actually becomes a business and they have to actually put a, like a dollar value and a life value on what they're getting out of it and their time, right? Like I think this goes for people just like yourself, Emily, as well as people that have side businesses or freelance stuff that like... Um, your time doesn't become your own anymore. It's kind of, what, you know, what, what are you going to say yes to and what does that actually mean if you're saying yes to something, right? So, um, 
yeah, I definitely, definitely feel what you're saying for sure. I know Joss alluded this, alluded to this in her, well, the start of her last question. Um, we wanted to ask you a little bit about working with Jordan, uh, your husband. Um, I know you guys perform shows together, um, as well as independently. Um, but the story of you and Jordan is very, is very powerful. Um, do you mind giving our listeners like, like a, a little, little sneak into what, into the story? Yeah, I mean, it's we used to play music together in high school, um, and then lost touch after high school. I went to school in Victoria, um, like I mentioned, for theater. Then I moved to Vancouver um, and wasn't playing music, wasn't doing kind of any arts at the time. This is before I started writing and playing guitar. Um, and I ran into him while he was busking on the street and he invited me to come sing a song with him. And that was kind of the first introduction, reintroduction to music that I'd had for about a year. So after that, we exchanged numbers. He invited me to play like a hotel gig with him um, later that week. And then we just started gigging together between like two and five times a week. Um, pretty consistently, which was fun, but I was always on percussion and background vocals and he would play guitar and piano and sing. Um, and he was the first person who ever told me that I was crazy to not try songwriting. And like, and he really encouraged me with guitar. My sister, my sister gifted me her first guitar. So now I had a guitar to learn on. And, um, and over the course of time, we ended up falling in love and I followed him to Toronto <laughs> because he's also a musician and he's like, I, I love Vancouver, but like the place to be is Toronto, which is true. So we ended up moving here about six years ago. And um, over the span of us moving here, I started writing and started playing guitar and I was backing him up all the time. Like we were doing these things. And then um, I started just doing more and more of it on my own. And so now we still play together here and there, but we're mostly just kind of two individual artists doing our thing. But it's been really beautiful without his help and without like opportunities like he, he would bring me on to open for him at these shows that he would, uh, he would have all of his fans come to and we have a little home studio that he built. So there's just a lot of blessings that without his help and his direction, um, I, there's no way that I would be here, uh, as a musician. So that's strictly as an artist, like he ha continues to help shape my, shape my career. Like he produced my EP that's going to be coming out. The two of us co-produced it together. Um, and just constantly he's lifted me up, which is really, really beautiful. And we do that for each other. It's definitely not, not a one way thing, but, uh, yeah. So that's kind of the Sparks Notes. My God, I love, I love a romantic origin story. <laughs> oh, and like, can I, can I also just add, like you, you guys play together, but your styles are, are, are still quite different. Um, and I, and like, I was at one of your shows where you opened for him and I was, and, 
And I love both of your styles so much. I think your style is a bit more my style. So I was like, I'm going to Emily's show, even though I know it's the both of you in that sense. But I was like, I'm going to Emily's show because because your style is 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 a bit more like I think I once called you like like the Dixie Chicks, uh, but like as one person or something like that. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> that's that's Emily's style like in, in like in in the best way um so like do you find my question for you is that do you find it challenging to work together but have different styles absolutely yeah honestly it's interesting like I would say 99% of the tension that we have in our relationship comes from also working together it's hard, again, kind of coming back to the switching hats. Like you go from, cool, we're a husband and wife and we just get to hang out, we're on a date, to like, okay, now we're coworkers. And sometimes that line gets blurred um, in recognizing what uh, what is best for us individually. And it's tricky because <laughs> if either one of us decided, cool, I'm done with my own career and all I wanna do is support yours, I think either one of us would be so far ahead at this point but we both have our own paths that we want to see through and i think that that is it's it still proves itself to be tricky every day but there's also nothing more rewarding than being able to play with your partner too like we've always had a weird musical connection like when we met in high school we didn't date um but we've always kind of instinctually known where the other person was going to go and he's joined my band a couple times on percussion and uh and obviously I play percussion for him here and there and uh it's like if I quit my job and was like screw it I don't want to do music anymore for myself I'm just going to support you and vice versa it would just be like this crazy thing it's like we found a person we found like the one thing that we need to like get to that point but um I mean, it's just, I guess, a reflection of marriage too, right? Like it's never going to be one person doing everything for that other person. It's always going to be about compromise. And sometimes that involves some difficult conversations. Um, but overall, like we have each other to lean on, which is special. And uh, it's nice to have somebody else that knows what's going on. <laughs> you don't really have to explain it to them, you know. Oh my God. I cannot imagine how, like, like you were saying, that dynamic must be so unique that not a lot of people can relate to. I mean, maybe married couples who work together um, can sort of relate, but I feel like that's so unique and also so special because also not a lot of couples are able to perform together. So um, that's, that's really, really amazing. Um, I, I know there's this you know, this like hustle, um, mindset going on with like freelancers or independent artists. It's a very tough industry. It's a tough industry to break into. Um, you can have all of the talent and it really is about luck, who you know, you know, all those things that they tell you, um, when you get into the industry, does that competition quote unquote, like drive you or does it, discourage you um I think or if you sorry if you don't even feel that then that's also you know another thing right yeah I think both in a way um that's I mean after living in in Toronto for 
or living back in Alberta um, during a, a large portion of the pandemic, coming back to, to Toronto kind of the first time with fresh eyes, there's an excitement about like the pulse of this city where you're like, okay, it's time to get to work. Like, and that, that feels exciting. And it wouldn't, I don't know if I would necessarily feel that in another city. Um, it definitely motivates me to make sure that I'm on top of, uh, on top of what I'm doing on top of like, you know, all of the social media and all of that stuff. It's definitely like, okay, cool. I know that I'm worthy of at least this kind of career, like, but I've got to work to get there, you know? At the same time, the industry has changed so much, even in the last two and a half years with, you know, TikTok really blowing up and streaming f platforms becoming everything. Like ev everything about uh, the music industry and what we knew of it up until very recently has is just totally out the door, you know? So like, I find that frustrating in a way like trying every day like trying to fight the algorithm like or not necessarily even fight obviously not fight the win the algorithm really um it seems like nobody i know like has a hold on it even the people that have hundreds of thousands of followers like they still get shadow banned and um so on, on one hand it is easier than ever to just be random person like be totally random and to have people hear you and see you. And on the other hand, because of that, the market is so oversaturated that it's so easy to get lost. So it feels, the hustle feels um, motivating, but also extremely unmotivating in that sense. So I think being able to find my own purpose within it whether, yeah, just within the things that I feel like I can control and are tangible. And then if anything else happens on top of that, then that, then it's bonus. But the whole reason I'm doing music to begin with is to create a, a space of uh, safety and vulnerability um, so that there can be love and emotions and all of these things that... Um, aren't necessarily encouraged on a daily basis. Um, a space to flourish and maybe words for some people who don't have the words to express what they're feeling, that they don't feel alone. Because um, the world is a really crazy place and it can feel really easy. And especially, like I've felt this many times to, to just go numb with the whole thing um, at how hard it can be. So it's, in, it's within my power to be able to create spaces and pockets um, through music and through art um, where people can feel connected and can feel something aside from despair, you know? Um. Um, I feel like I could just like listen to you answer questions like all day long. Cause I, I just, her answers are just like, yeah, that sounds so good. Yeah. That sounds lovely. Like in like, and like in the best way, um, I'm gonna very profound. Like, yeah. Like I'm going to have to call you after this and you can just like record my, like Jen, you should go to sleep or whatever. Cause like, like <laughs> I'll replace it, your calm app. 
Yeah, exactly. This would come up with like just Emily telling me about all the good things that she sees all around her. Um, but I know, um, I know you have to go soon. So um, I wanted to end the episode by asking you and Joss and myself as well, um, what's something that's currently influencing you? And so, we, you know, sometimes it can be it can be a person, it can be a TV show, it can be anything. Um, but yeah, did anything come to mind, Emily? Ooh. Um, there is an artist that I've been listening to recently. His name is Field Guide. Uh, he's this, this indie artist from Winnipeg and his music is so good. Uh, yeah, his music has been influencing me a lot. And honestly, just like the sunshine and being able to, to access nature lately like being able to look out my window and see there's actual green things out there and I've been riding I bought a bike share pass for the first time I'm like the whole city I can I can get there in 15 minutes this is awesome so (laughs) I'm spending a lot of time down by the water um uh a lot of the time just like trying to force myself to stop and look at what the sunlight looks like through the trees so yeah I would say I would say nature and uh, field guide. Yeah, what oh about God. you guys? Meanwhile, I'm like, I hate the sun at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> well, you weren't you aren't just coming out of six months of like pretty bleak right, right, winter, right, dark you know, grayness right. or whatever. Gosh, we're like vitamin D. Where have you been? All right, Joss, go ahead. Um, I'm. Currently, as our listeners know, I am on a house hunt. Um, My husband and I are looking for our first home, which is not easy, Um, but I have been really influenced by house flippers um, because the the housing market in LA is insane, so there is absolutely no way to get a place that is like move-in ready. So we have to have an open mind and say, okay, we don't necessarily like these floors. We can change it. Don't like this kitchen. We can change it, Um, which was never anything I anticipated. So now I am just on this binge of following um, house flippers and like DIY bloggers and like people that do this stuff and thank God film themselves and put it on YouTube. So that is currently what is influencing me. (laughs) It's amazing what you can learn. It is. It really is. Yeah. You can like do it yourself, Joss. You don't like like actually flip. A I house. have n- no idea. I mean, no, I don't think we're gonna like properly flip. Like, I want to get a place where like the bones are there, and we just have to do like mostly like cosmetic things, like floors, paint, maybe like demolish some cabinets and put new ones. But like, I don't want to like build a new room or anything like that. Like th- that's where I'm drawing the line. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Jen, what about you? So Joss, you will love that I have been waiting to tell you this until the podcast. Um, so I started watching Severance on the weekend. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> um, this show is. I've been telling Jen to watch this for a very long time. Okay. So it's an Apple TV show. The show is fucked, by the way. Like super fucked. Um, so like the premise is that, okay, hold on. Let me just tell Emily just so she knows the premise is that, um, that employees of this company have gone through a surgery called severance that when you get to work and you go to a certain floor, all personal life has been taken away. Like 
for the nine to five part of your job, you are there to work and then you leave and then you go back to personal life. But there's no connection between the people. Like you don't know who you are outside of work. You don't know if you have a yeah. family. You don't know if you have kids. You don't know your like, coworkers. Like yeah, that. yeah. So and same as your per like your personal person knows that you work at this company, but you don't know what your actual job is. So it's like separating the two. Yeah, yeah. So I'm only two episodes in, but we watched, um, ep- yeah, the first two episodes this past weekend, and I will say I feel like this show puts me into a trance. Like, so we watched it at like around, like, let's say like 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, I was like pretty tired. So I was kind of falling asleep. And I'm like, I'm like, it's not just the fact that I'm tired. This show just like, it's, it's not super fast paced, but it's like fucked the whole time. So you have to like stare at it and like really be like pay attention. So I was like, I need to watch this show like in the middle of the day now or like in the early evening, like nowhere close to nighttime because there's so much to pay attention to and the whole concept is so fucked. So um, yeah, that's probably what's going to be influencing me for the next number of podcast recordings is going to be my take on this show because it's so much. I'm so excited. Do you like it though? Like you keep saying fucked like it's like a bad thing. Do you like it? It just makes me think. Well, go ahead. Sorry, what was your oh, question? Oh, is is it like, like early Black Mirror fucked? Kind no. of. Vibes? It's, it's like, like oh. very. It's very like cerebral, where you're like, what's going on? Like, what's really happening? Like, yeah. it's like at the end of every episode, it like leaves you thinking. But yes, kind of like Black Mirror. Yeah, I think I'm just trying to figure it out so much that like it's a lot of mental energy for me. And when I, when I watch shows, like I watch trash television more than the average human because I'm turning off all of my thoughts. This is not the case. I'm really listening and paying attention. And I, I'm like, I'm analyzing everything. I'm like, why are the floors green? Why is that person's shirt blue? What does that mean? Like that, I, it's such, it's honestly, it's like a part-time job at this point because I'm just really taking in this information. So um, that's what's influencing me. Um, I think, Joss, we did say that we'll, we'll eventually are going to have to do an episode on severance. So which we yes, probably, I think, I think we should do, definitely do now. Um, but yeah, that's what's currently going through my head. Um, but if anyone's watching it and is at the same spot as I am, send me information um, or send me your thoughts. Cause I'd love to, I'd love to like live talk about it with someone, but Anyway, talk to me. You can laugh. You're right. Me. You're right. You did. You did tell me I could yeah. do that. Um, yeah. Emily, thank you so much for coming on the recording today. It was so cool to see you and to talk to you and hear about all of your awesome things that are happening. Like, yeah, I learned. I think I learned so much more than I think I thought I would. Because I'm like, yeah, I get it, but I don't get it apparently at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's complicated. I'll, uh, I'll keep you guys posted as I learn more about it myself because every day yes, something so, new. <laughs> we're so excited to like follow along with your journey and just see all of the amazing, amazing things you're going to do and listen to your music. So everyone follow Emily, listen to her music, let her win the algorithm. <laughs> and yes, we're so, we're so, so happy that you, that you came on today. Thanks everyone. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Influence. As always, please find us on Instagram and TikTok at InfluenceThePod and leave us a podcast review on your favorite podcasting platform. See you next week.